This is People Who Play, a show about the art of playful living. I'm Emma Warrillow, researcher, writer and part-time mermaid. And I'm Ben Martin, content creator and nostalgia junkie. Every episode we discuss family life, playtime and we interview a guest who has found a way to play at life. From creatives to educators to comedians, our aim is to inspire more grown-ups to grow down and unleash their unique play powers. If you'd like to join our play crew and find more inspiration and info on play, follow at playful underscore den on Instagram. And for all your retro feels, find me on Instagram at benflyingretro. I'm on there too, at Emma Warrillow, E-M-M-A, W-O-R-R-O-L-L-O, really. This podcast drops bi-weekly on Mondays, but if that's not enough to get your playful vibes vibing, you can also join my Patreon for £5 a month and you'll get a personal pod from me, which drops alternate Mondays. Plus, you can now watch the video interviews of our guests directly in there too. We really do appreciate all your likes, subscribes, follows and shares. These digital high fives really mean a lot to us and help us to grow the show. Okay, let's get on with the episode. It's playtime. Ho, ho, ho. Hello, everyone. It's People Who Play, back for another episode. It's me, Ems. Ems, honestly, you sounded just like the big guy himself then. Did I? Yes, the big Santy C. Sometimes when I hear ho, 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 my brain has to adjust. Really going to try not to talk over you this week. (laughs) Sorry, I I know I just did, but I... Oh, God, I've done it. I've spoken over you. People agree with me. Emma, I want to shake my belly like a bowl full of jelly. Anyway, let me go back to my original point. When I hear ho, ho, ho... You think of whores. Yeah, my brain has to do a little adjustment that someone isn't sort of slut-shaming me. Oh my goodness. Now what's that called? Is that catcalling? That is Mm. not on in 2022. It wasn't on in 1995, but you know, we've just called it out now for what it is. I've worked on lots of building sites in my time. Remind me every day. Yeah, it never occurred to me to even ever do that. I never witnessed it. Really? No. Wow. What? So you're just, uh, just just shouting at a lady as they walk by? Yeah, it's gross. Oh, awful. I think I actually ogled you a bit when you were on your building site, up on that roof with your top off, like a sexy Santa. <laughs> That's, what's that then? Reverse catcalling? What is that? <laughs> Do you remember that once when I was walking back from uni and we were sort of in our early courting days and mm-hmm. your car had broken down? Yeah. It was a car, it was a car that you used to call the Red Fox. Yes. And I was sort of walking past, but it was just really awkward because I was like, what is going on with yeah. this guy? Yeah. Looking back, I always had cars that would break down and you didn't know if they would start mm. in the morning. And that was quite an exciting way to live your life. Well, you had one that you had to start with a screwdriver. That was the Red Fox. Yeah. Every so, ride was a joyride. Yeah, no. So everyone thought I was always stealing it, which I also quite liked. So real life. It was street legal. What a time to be alive. Also, didn't have a number plate. I just wrote it on a, on a piece of card. It's like you're not in prison. What an incredible life I've led. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kicked the mic. Um, when we first moved in together, you had another car that looked a bit like a Transformer. Ah, yes. It was called Ultra Magnus. That was it, yeah. Yeah. And you had to leave quite early because you were doing tree surgery at the time. Yeah. I always find that 
title funny, tree surgery. Yeah, because you... He's got a little scalpel and a mask. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, like performing a re- like a, an intricate surgical operation yeah, on a tree. Yeah, remove the kidney of this oak. Actually, I was doing the reverse. I was just putting him in the shredder. Yeah. The chipper. And you had to leave quite early and I would lie there in bed. And if I didn't hear Just dreaming your... of me, just thinking, <laughs> oh, I wish he was by my side still. If I didn't hear your car make a sort of back fire noise and it just made a it meant that I had to get straight up because I'd have to walk to work so that you could have my car my Nissan Micra yeah I think all of those things make me really appreciate where I am today oh the gratitude that we have is off the charts is it it? is the grat no how much gratitude do you have well as I get older I get more because I think you know yeah but I feel like I've been lucky whereas you've actually worked really hard to get where you are <laughs> we were you know we're all part of the team one team one dream it certainly is that because if it wasn't that i don't know what i'd be doing yeah right now honestly i'd probably interrupting me that's what you know right i'd be now. dressed as santa in safeway i don't think there's, there's no safeway anymore ben oh crikey is there not <laughs> <laughs> who did that get bought out by i don't know look i took scout <laughs> to see santa and i honestly thought i do want to do that at some point Ah, oh, do you? Yeah, I do. Oh. How do I go about doing it? I don't know if there's a... Too young? I don't know if there's an agency for Santas. I can't be too young. You might be too young. That's the first time... You got the eyebrows for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is the, the first time a 41-year-old has been too young for anything. Yeah. Okay. Do stop, I need to put on some taking pounds? taking jobs from the retirees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're too, you're too young and you're too slim. Oh, jeez. Okay. Although I do like the Christmas Chronicles. Me and Indy like that one, which has got Kurt Russell as Father Christmas. And he's quite a, he's quite a sexy Santa. Oh, is that how he plays him? Yeah. And like he doesn't like the portrayal of Father Christmas in the real world because he's like, oh, they always draw me with this big belly. Uh, right. And he's like, I'm at the gym working out. Why do they always draw me like this? <laughs> I wondered if he just refused to... Pile on the pounds. Yeah. Well, I I think I'd I'd just interrupt all the kids every time. Like, I'd ask them what they want, and then just as they start telling me... You should get a Death Star! I'd be like, no, 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 that's rubbish, you should get this! Get a Millennium Falcon! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you would. How did Scout... I was not able to make the Father Christmas visit, because I've been... You you work work all the time. I work all the time at the moment. Well, I'm trying to cram it in, aren't I, so I can... Have a good break. So you can down tools down and enjoy tools. the season. Yeah. This has been a fantastic December for me. It's lasted forever what and there's still... great for you? I'm not going to apologise for having great months, Emma. No, you shouldn't. We need more people to have great months. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a good run in for you. It's been great. I've mm. been uh, Last week, I went to the cinema three times in the oh, evening. My, you live at the cinema. Well, that week I did. What have you seen? And they were all, um, there wasn't a film that I saw that was past 1990. Of course there wasn't. <laughs> I saw Batman Returns, which is actually very Christmassy. Then I saw Die Hard, very Christmassy. And then I took Indy and Phoenix to see Home Alone. Which you do that with them every year. I do. That's a, that's a tradition. Home now, Alone is the best Christmas playlist by the way people it's good it's very strong yeah you can look up the home alone playlist really good i reflected on 
Wow. Okay. <laughs> I reflected um, when I saw Home Alone on a couple of things. One that, as a child, I thought that was a, a very normal house for an American to grow up in. As in, I just thought, okay, that's your base level house. Whereas, in actual fact, that is a mansion. It's a mansion, yes. It's a colossal. Mm. Stunning. Mm. Um, the other thing I reflected on was, because it was like a, a Christmas re-release and it's for kids, there was a lot of toy adverts mm -hmm. before the film started. Like, toy after toy after toy after toy after toy. The way they narrate the voiceover in the toy ads surprised me as it's still very much like the 80s and 90s it was all like oh come on down to the sylvanian playhouse you can do this 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 and indy was really giggling and i thought hmm is that how you talk to kids are kids receptive to that now no, I think, oh, God, I could talk about this for a long time. Could you? Please don't. I, <laughs> just, like, one minute. No, I think it's, um, like, patronising to kids. And yeah, but think, then how do you want it to be? Well, I think... Buy this. Yeah, that's basically what they're doing. And I think it's it. there should be a raised quality of the creative in advertising to children. Now, I know loads of people would be like, you shouldn't do any ads to children, but, you know, let's just come from the point of view that that's the world that we live in for now and I think when you look at the evolution of advertising to adults you know they're often trying to make you feel something or tell a story or make a point or you know say something about the world which granted some people don't want to hear from brands but you know sometimes there is there's a there's good stuff there but children's advertising hasn't really moved on we don't tell stories. We don't use them as opportunities to, you know, make them feel things. It's very much just show like, the product, show the product, show it being played with, push the buttons, make the peer yeah. pressure happen. Yeah. Hi, you could bathe your Sylvanian in this hot tub. Well, there goes the Sylvanian family sponsorship. Man, I tell you what, I will do that every week. I will oh. shred another potential sponsor. Now, I... Any news on that, by the way? No. Right. I would like to talk about how we might develop ourselves next year. In other words, I've got, you know, I've got some feedback. I did not sign up for this. I thought this was the Christmas episode. It is the Christmas episode. And oh, this is... crikey, you're always trying to get me to, like, work on myself. So yesterday, we had our Christmas day off together, didn't we? That was nice. Yeah, we did. We had a massage. Yeah. Um, Lindsay Massage came over. That's not her official name. We just sort of call her Lindsay Massage. Yeah, and then we went to Pho yeah. and had some noodles. Uh, they forgot to put the tofu in yours, classic. Yeah. And then we we wrapped a lot of presents together. And there That's goes a... the Pho sponsorship. <laughs> oh, my days. It's impossible to get a sponsor with me on this thing. Um, I can't believe we've got a foe in our local high street. What, just noodles? Vietnamese noodles? Do you noodles? remember how excited I got when I saw it? It was odd. I was scared initially. Yeah, you were like, what is wrong with you? Because I used to go to foe, I hope I'm saying it right, when I had my first job in London and it had just opened and it was all like cool and trendy and no one really knew about it. And now I was like, oh my God, there's one here. Yeah, I, I thought it was very nice. It was lovely. Um, yeah, and then we came back and we did wrapping. Now, during... Wrapping presents. We didn't have a M&M um, &M wrap-off. No. <laughs> <laughs> during the wrapping, 
I thought, oh, here he goes. You have this like productivity thing that kicks in. I thought, oh, mate, this wrapping will be really fun. We can like look at all the gifts and like talk about how the kids have grown up and like how many times that we've done this for Christmas. And I had this little bell that I brought in. It was a little dinkle dinkle bell that said that every time you wrapped a present, you rang the bell. Yeah, that was fun. Like it felt like we were in a workshop. But you used that bell aggressively. Yes, because Emma, you have no concept of time. Why don't you have. Look, Emma, there's certain things that happen in our day that are non negotiable. Specifically, picking up our children (laughs) from school. That's a non negotiable. So when that time comes around, that is somewhere that one of us, me, has to be. So we had one hour before I had to leave to get the kids. But you don't see it like that. You're like, why are you rushing? And it's like, because we've got to get this done. There's a task I know, but that when, needs to be done. But when you have to get something done, it doesn't mean... Yeah, you were like, you can still have fun. You can still enjoy I, the I time. Was, I was no, having fun. Do you, know what, do you know what it was like? You know that scene in Elf where Buddy the Elf, he's just he's just a man trying to make an etch-a-sketch and he hasn't made enough. And then there's this other little like elf that comes over his shoulder and he's like... How many have you made, buddy? And he's like, 96. That was what it was like. Working with me. Yeah, it was like, you're not wrapping fast enough. Yeah, it did feel like we were working in an Amazon factory. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Is it? That's horrible. Well, that's... That's not Christmassy, but also reality. They're very busy right now, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that, they're cleaning up on that delivery. Well, I'm so sorry to disappoint, Ems. Yeah, I think just just for next year, I just love to see you relax more. You're very. Are you joking? No. <laughs> you want me? To, I can do. I that can be arranged. No, you're very like you're very fun and chilled. But I when I'm with you, I always feel like you've got somewhere to be. Yeah, I usually do. I feel like you're never like time is never suspended with you. Like, no, you're, because you're that's not re- that's not reality. You're, but you're always on the clock. Like even the other day, we had some people here, and you were just like in the middle of the conversation. You were like, I haven't even done my run yet today. No, I I I haven't. And I was like, now everyone feels on edge. Like we're all good. They should do. (laughs) They should do because I've got a running challenge to complete. We're all in a rush. I hate feeling in a rush. It is my most. Yeah, but look, if Emma, if I left everything in your hands, the kids, their little faces stood at the school gates, just a single tear. You'd never. You'd always forget them. You still ask me. You you still ask me (laughs) what time they finish, and that blows my little mind i can't there's something i've learned about myself i have a real issue with retaining numerical information can't remember dates time why do you have to make it sound cool you're just a forgetful <laughs> no because I don't, I don't forget other things but when it's something to do with numbers i forget it why i don't know just a little quirk that I've got. I cannot hold on. Look, we to... balance each other out. If you were wrapping those presents, you'd have been doing it until seven at night. And then you'd have been like, oh, we were having so much fun. We've forgotten to get our children. Well, anyway, I've taken that bell away from you. I used it. You were, you were sort of using it heavy handed. Honestly, I was... because I actually wasn't very good at it. I kept doing it, but the bell was sliding around the sides. And I was like, how is she getting it to like tinkle? Just because you are on a productivity treadmill. I was in the moment. You're always getting me to work on myself, whereas I feel like the job is done. Oh, you're perfect. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm just happy. 
We went My to... happiness rubs you the wrong way. I know, I love your happiness. One thing I love about you, one of my favourite things about you... Now, this is more like it. <laughs> Every time I say that, your ears literally prick up. Yeah, because I like, like, com- I like compliments. Well, I'm about to give you one. Um, you have what I call everyday enthusiasm, which is a very important characteristic of playfulness, which is where you like find the excitement in very like mundane everyday things is a is an excellent quality to have well you have it in spades yeah but that's a necessity because life is everyday moments i've never been a big moment guy Mm. i'm not really like so my magical memories of the children aren't birthdays christmases or you know things like that they're Mm tiny little moments that just happen when you're just doing something very normal yeah but that's the way you want to be because i feel like the way that sort of the world works and and almost like the way that we are sold fun these days how it's sort of served up in content and experiences and things is all about moments of big fun yeah the problem with that is that is like 90 percent of the year is every day yeah and you can't condense your enjoyment and specialness and memories to those moments of big fun because often they're expensive often they come with like having like time off and holiday which you know isn't yeah isn't most of the year and I think this is actually something I was thinking about you know with my sort of live playfully philosophy was if Christmas is a time when you feel like it's invites you to tune into your inner kid and you perhaps make more excuses to be silly or do whatever it is that you do just like observe the things that you do because you'll probably find that you can actually do them most of the year round it might be as simple as like you sing more or you bake more or you you know you you let yourself off the hook a little bit more in terms of like I'm just going to sit and be with the kids and do this things like I think that sort of that that people people that like the season and enjoy the kind of rituals around Christmas is often because it allows them permission to escape the sort of seriousness of life. I let you get through that whole thing. Oh, so you not you weren't actually listening. You just no, I, was, I really respected your points. You, yeah, you can't just like put something in the calendar that's like 30 days away yeah. and then write off normal life until that day comes. Yes. You're setting yourself up for a big fail. Yeah. That's actually why traveling and living abroad is fun because it does elevate the mundane kind of naturally it's like oh we're going to the cafe but it's here and it's not our local one and you know but you can do that um wherever you are yeah that's sort of called like being in discovery and explorer mode oh well of course it has some (laughs) absolute hashtag nonsense associated well, no, it's just called living. Because, Ben, I stumbled across some research. No, I love this. About... When I go to bed, you get up, you come downstairs with a little torch, and you just, like, stumble into big stacks of books. Oh. Hey, look, did. you were talking about content. I just want to give everyone an update. Well, you interrupted me and I haven't made my point. I think it was good. No, I haven't made it. Oh, right. <laughs> I stumbled across some research around how holidays are really good for well-being and mental health and parent-child connection however the learnings from this can be applied in a more everyday sense so the reason that holidays are so good is because 
the people on the holiday are switched off. So they're in a different mode. So they are, you know, disconnected from work, disconnected from chores, disconnected from responsibility, and they are open to new experiences and discovering things. And you sort of do that collectively. And it's really good for like parent-child bonding blah, blah, blah. Um, But I think, you know, not everyone can go on holiday. We can't go on holiday very often. So I think it's about how do you get into that state of mind where you are you asking me where you no, I'm just saying like how you sort of disentangle yourself it's very difficult but it can be done and I think Christmas is one of those seasons that perhaps allows people to do that because everyone's kind of you know downing tools of work and things like that so I think yeah it's just not everyone not everyone no, no I don't know if Christmas does allow you to do that people are quite Christmas can be quite stressful no no I was saying for the people that do find you know, it's an invitation to relax and be a bit, little bit less serious. Uh, not for everyone, no. For some people, it's not a fun time of year at all. Well, look, I've been running with my Walkman. I feel like we should. Fall down. No. <laughs> my pants didn't fall down. Here's a few things. So, the mechanics of this Walkman have not been fired up for 30-odd years. There's going to be some teething problems. Now, what I'm finding is I'm getting issues when, I'm, when I get to the end of a tape. Um, it's having issues with turning over the tape because mm. it's got this auto-reverse thing. There's some problems there, and I get this kind of like... So, there's teething problems. But one of the best things is when you pass someone coming the other way, I just catch their eye line and it just darts down to my hips their eyes just start to open and then obviously I've gone and and I'm like now I've left that person with a a seed there they're thinking that man had a Walkman (laughs) and they 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 might go home and tell their whole family about that over dinner Mm, they might it happens all the time they might think they're seeing things it happens all the time it's amazing it really makes me smile when I, I'm just smiling when I'm running because I find it funny. But also, you know, if a song comes on that you don't like, I mean, you're not going to start like messing around trying to skip it. Yeah. You're just forced to listen to it. I love that. Mm, I like that too. So it's going well. Okay. So you're going to carry on with it. Yes, very much so. You got any more tapes? Uh, no, tapes are expensive now. Mm. There was obviously a time when tapes were worth 5p at like a boot sale and now they're sort of back up to being you know it's like hipsterville isn't it they're like 10 15 pounds really yes really ems yeah and vhs i used to have so many of those well i wish you still did (laughs) so when you were asked to like record something for your mum it was so nervous. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. I'm going out record EastEnders. Yeah. If you forget, you are in tea rubble. Also, if you were like really smug and on it, you would record. Cut the ads. Cut the ads. Yeah, that was always good if you were uh, recording a film that was on ITV that you knew you're gonna, you know, you were gonna watch a lot. Yeah. I actually have memories of like pulling a sickie and you've got your duvet on and you're on the couch and then. It goes to an ad break and you say to yourself, oh, please, did I did I pause the ads? And then like you did. You're like, yes. Why are you actual Ferris Bueller? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because I modelled myself on him. Oh, I love that quote at the end. Whew. Yep. I said it before and I'll say it again. 
Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Well, look, that's a good way to live your life. It is a good way to live your life, Ben. I'll tell, tell you what's not a good way to live your life. And this is, this is a vote for modern technology. Mm. I have been having trouble what? with my car. And my, my electronics have broken in my car. And my key doesn't work. So because I can't get it fixed, because the world doesn't work anymore, because nothing's ever available. So, right. <laughs> well, it's not. It's that's just, a bit entitled. No, I'm just saying that, you know, lots of things are broken at the moment. You don't think the world works anymore? No, because people are like striking and, you know, things are shifting. It's not it's not an entitlement. I think strike away. Oh, I've really rattled you there. You look all, you sort of like, oh, no, no, I don't know. it's not entitlement. <laughs> you look strike really away. rattled. Give people a bloody decent wage, for God's sake. Well, I think I don't think the BMW garage is striking. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> but they're not available. Anyway, so I've had to like pick this little bit off my door handle. People probably don't even know this exists on cars. On your door handle, there's a little bit that you can pick off. And under that is a manual lock. And inside your electronic key is an actual key. Yeah, Emma, um, okay, <laughs> this, this, this might be a good time to communicate to you that most, like lots of cars, most people have keys for their car. Do they? I don't think they do. <laughs> do they, Gandalf? Do they, Gandalf? <laughs> do they, Gandalf? <laughs> I, I do actually they? remember when electronic locking was invented. Do you? I remember when it came what, out. Were you there in the room? <laughs> <laughs> I've got an idea. Um, I remember it was called central locking. Central locking. That was it. Like central heating, but with locks. <laughs> if you like. And I remember when it came out and people would be sort of walking around. Boop, boop. <laughs> it made a noise. <laughs> and like, oh, the smugness. Of wow. people with central locking. I tell you what, your childhood, you were, you were okay because we didn't have central locking. Well, we had it much later on in my childhood. No, you came from, I know your, I know you, you were raised in one of those houses like Home Alone. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> in the Midlands. I lived on a street called Hop Gardens Avenue. On reflection, that is like the cutest name for a street. Did your parents ever leave you home alone by accident? Because I've actually done that with Indy. No, we did. We left her, didn't we? We left. And I remember thinking in the car quite calmly... Wow, like that, no, that can happen because it just did. <laughs> yeah, that was so annoying because you, do you know what it was? Where were you going? The tip. The bloody tip. Yeah, I wasn't, you I, now, I wasn't flying to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Business class. No, what it was is I, we, we were both milling about on the drive and you were taking Phoenix and mm. Scout and I assumed mm. Indiana assumed to the skate Even park. Even I said I am taking the boys to the skate park. Well, I tuned out. I was doing a tip run, Ems. You, no, you can't. And I was like, oh, cool. This man I just said, if have the tip is involved. <laughs> if I stand still for too long in this house, you will take me to the tip. I would. <laughs> no, I would. They wouldn't. I w- what? Where would I put you though? <laughs> That's how you would finish me off if you had a choice. <laughs> That's dark. No, and I said, cool, have a good time. And then I just went off to the tip mm. and it was busy and I was in traffic. Mm. And then I was at the tip for ages, having a chat. And then on the way back, our house alarm kept going off because mm. I set the alarm. Mm. It's interesting that in my head, I didn't panic and think we were being burgled. I just, inst- you know, whenever the alarm goes off, I was like, Ugh, malfunction. 
you know, it's you know, what's going on. So well, I kept, I just kept re- when we're actually burgled. Well, yeah. So I just kept resetting it, and it kept going off again. I was like, what's going on in there? And then I thought, hmm, where's Indy? <laughs> and then I rung you and said, oh, just casually, have you got Indy? And you were like, uh, no. And I was like, oh my god. I mean, she is sort of old enough to be. Well, she's nine. Left, left for a little bit. Yeah, we left her. So it can happen. I mean, when when you got back, she was just peeping over the fence, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. I mean, she was, like, upset. Aww. She was definitely upset. She did find it funny eventually. <laughs> I know, but you can't have three kids without, you know, misplacing one at some point. I and mean, that's only happened once, so. I actually think that's a really good time for us to hear from Mr. T. Some people expect they free ride through life, cruising by on good looks and luck. Let me tell you something right now. It don't work that way. And you think somebody gonna hand you something for nothing? You're wrong too. Heaven talent is just the beginning. It takes education, dedication, and determination to be a success. If you work real hard, you can become the best that you can be. And that's a promise from me, Mr. T. I'm really enjoying sharing those with everyone every week. There's, there's actually hundreds, by the way. <laughs> I was doing a client workshop the other day. Oh my God, did you bring up Mr. T? No, someone else did. Why? Because uh, I, was, I, was, I do a sort of exercise where I get people to like use Play-Doh and stuff like that and think about how they played as a child. And everyone sort of had examples of like, you know, being outside and like tree houses. And this one guy was just like, I've built the A-team van. <laughs> <laughs> And he was saying how he used to like uh, role play with his family. Like they all took on a a character from the A team. His dad was Mr. Oh, right. T. Um, and he was saying how yeah they used to do the quotes. Oh, that that there's this really good scene in Ghostbusters two. Ray says to Egon like, oh, didn't you have like any toys when you were a kid? My parents didn't believe in toys. You mean you never even had a slinky? We had part of a slinky, but I straightened it. Oh, <laughs> that is so sad. Yeah, I tell you what, Ems, I really am feeling Christmassy in this scene. Look, we've got the I bench know, out, I we've know. got the tree, Actually, the lights I, are twinkling. Can I say that this setup yes. is, is the best one we've done? I don't feel too uncomfortably close to you. It's a little bit. I close. brushed my teeth, you didn't brush yours. I've just been to the swimming pool, I'm not sure why that's relevant. What, like chlorine breath? <laughs> You're not meant to, like, swallow the water, Emma. Some of the conversations that I overhear in that changing rooms, that could be oh, one of those small... Is it first world? It could be one of those small books at the counter in Waterstones. Oh, God. What is it? I need an example. So they sort of talk about what complaints they're going to make right. together and okay. what, like, different ones they're going to put in. They There's a lot of chat about health and, like, COVID and stuff like that still. Right. Because um, you're having a right old like, Oh my nose. god, I am in there. Like I've basically just got like an ear trumpet. I wonder out. what they make of you. I wonder what they make of you. Uh yeah, it's fantastic. You're probably quite young for that place. Very young for that place. Oh, you well, love that. <laughs> well, not really. It's more the times that I go because I um am flexi worker. I'm always in there at sort of odd times. That's your privilege. Yeah, it is privilege. To be flexible. Yeah, it is. That's... Well, look, actually, next year, you need to be more flexible, but with your actual body. 
I do. You're stiff as an old pair of leather gardening boots. <laughs> I actually need some of those as well. No, <laughs> no Ems, you are, and you, you are, a, you are, you're a little bit of a concern. If I'm going to be honest, for your older age. Are you going to take me to the tip? <laughs> no, I'm just concerned that you are so, like, stiff mm. for a 39-year-old. I'm actually, I mean... Why can't you I'm a little bit commit? A, I'm a little bit of a contradiction because when, I, when I do my aerial hoop, mm-hmm. there's some moves that she says, oh, quite a lot of people can't do that. What a sentence, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, she when says, I do my aerial hoop. <laughs> She says quite a lot of people can't do that one because you have to have quite. A oh, you're such a you. Back. You love all. You're such a. Whatever you you're sort of participating in, you like regress into being a teacher's pet. I've noticed like you you really want to like please, and you always tell me things like, "Oh, the teacher said um, I was really good at that." And oh no, she, I say that because I can't do like eighty percent of what I'm meant to be doing. So look, every now and again I do something, and, they, and they're like, "Oh." You're 39 and you're not as flexible as you should be. I think that's true. This fact. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here to tell you that. Why can you not commit to like doing either like nightly stretching or weekly yoga? Now, let's just get it out. Why can you not commit? So I think it's because obviously I have a limited time to do things. And I think I have this overhang you don't like structure no it's not that i think i have this overhang that when i'm doing physical activity Mm -hmm. it should always be like fat burning and that if it's not it's a bit of a waste of time because i could be doing but stretch okay well no let's let's regroup it stretching isn't i wouldn't put that down as exercise you got to do it passively whilst you're watching the tv or something what i'm saying is like you know there is i generally do something active pretty much every day now which is great but i feel like you're drifting from what are you talking about no i'm trying to explain why i don't do it oh. because it's, it's a decision making thing mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. i'm going to do something now for my body and my health and because i have this overhang from like just you know is this what it's like being in your head women's crap i always oh. just think oh i should be doing something that's like Weight loss related. God, there's so many neurons firing. There's so much information. No, it's awful. Just, but you've got, you know, many, many hours in the evening. Just like 15 minutes of stretching. Well, I have me and Indy do a little ladies stretch before bed now. What's a ladies stretch? It's just only for ladies. Oh, well, I didn't know you were doing that. Is Mm. that, you getting any gains from that? Yeah, no, I am actually. With you, you tend to get bored of something after like 15 days you 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 struggle to lock something in and incorporate it into your life unless it's like obviously like pt is paid and like things like that but i mean just like off your own back yes i think that's true because i am someone that likes to try new things and i like variety you don't accept that you don't value no, that. No, I don't. Like yeah, that's of... good. But you've got to, like, with something like this, you just need to say to yourself, I'm going to do this for a whole year. It would completely change your life. That is true. Like, you would feel like a million bucks. I oh, I don't know about that. but You I would. Do, you I would. do need to do a lot more. I do need to do more yoga. And also, I really like it. I really like it. I find it quite 
Yeah, doing this. Sort of you don't like being told to do anything by me. If it's coming from me, oh no, I don't you are not me. interested. Yeah, but you don't understand why. Listen to this. <laughs> you don't understand why that would be annoying. Like, there's nothing more. My annoying. phone is full of messages from you every day. Do this, get this, be at that place. Um, remind me, I've got a call with a client. It's like I'm just getting. If I sent you one text asking you to do something, yeah, but, there was something yeah, the but, other but, week. But that, there was something the other but week. That's just admin. There you're, was something. You're, you're talking about my there personal time. Was something I the other week? Spend your personal time. Oh my God, there was something the other week where I must have. It was. A, it was a specific thing. It was a. It was a. It was a financial thing. Festive financials. It was about you. Just like you had to do something from one account to the other. It was so simple, but it was actually integral and it was important. I must have asked you to do this simple task. Now, doing this task, listen, doing this task, I honestly think would take, I'm going to say, I'm going to be generous. I'm going to say it would take less than 45 seconds. The task itself from completion, less than, I must have texted you, asked you really kindly to do it, I'm going to say I over ten times, yeah, and I felt I like I felt like exploding. I was like, "What?" I, I was like, "I've got a list here in my phone of tasks that you're asking me to do." I never, I asked, never you. asked you to do anything. I was like, "This one," day, I was like, "She won't do it. She will not respect it. Why? Because it's coming from me." Let's unpack that. Well, no, the reason I couldn't do it is because the bank account that you gave me it wouldn't let it link to it. Peel the onion. No, that's the end of the no, story. No, peel, you haven't peeled the onion. That's the end of the story because then... You, peel! Because then you said put it in this account and I said that's fine and I did it. Deeper. No, that is it. It's me! <laughs> it's me! I'm the problem! Hey! You just see that little text you're like, oh, for God's sake, what does he want? Yeah, you know that Taylor Swift song? I think that is written by... Oh, that one where she's going on about tea time. <laughs> that one where she's like, it's me, yeah. I'm the problem, it's me. Yeah. When, when I hear that... That's I, the tea I, time. I think of you singing. Yeah, she's also talking about sexy babies. Sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby. I like that song. It's me. I'm the problem, it's me. That's what I hear when you text something, me. Something, something, something like a sexy baby. I, I tell you bit. what, this is Christmas special. We're doing a song. Emma, don't just exhale at me. I have to me. exhale because I feel like this is supposed to be festive. What <laughs> is 2023 going to hold for me and you? Well, you've already told me it's the year of Ben. I did. It is the year of me. Because every bloody year is always the year of Emma. Is it? I feel (laughs) sidelined. Is it? Because I don't feel like... I can't pinpoint a year and be like, that was my year. That's because they've all blended into one. (laughs) (laughs) What does the year of Ben entail? Um, I'm not sure. Um, Just self-discovery? I don't know. Oh, no. I've got a new challenge. I've figured out what my challenge is going to be. It's running based. I'm going to do a 5K in, in sub 20 minutes. It's wow. actually really hard to How do that. How long does it take you at the moment? Um, I don't know is the answer because I'm running slow because I'm doing this challenge. Mm. I'm, I'm running every day. So to do that, you have to run slowly. Otherwise, you get injured. Do you run 5K? 
I've run, yeah, no, it's a small distance. 5K is like less. I run more now. It's not really about the distance. It's about speed. Mm. So I'm switching up and I'm going fast. How are you going to... I don't know. It? I think I'm going to do one of these programs. Like I'm going to have to do a training program. Mm. I think it's a lot of interval training, a lot of sprints. I don't really see you as a sprinter. Are you joking? I'm six foot two, like quite skinny. I'm full of fast twitch muscle fibers, baby. Oh, okay. I don't see you as a sprinter. (laughs) Oh, it takes me about an hour and a half to do a 5K. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you're so tight, when I watch, analyse and review your runs... Why are you reviewing my I just think it doesn't... The design, it's not... You're too tight. It looks like you grimace. Well, something to be proud of. You grimace. You grimace. Is that the word? Uh, a grimace. It's our word. Like you look so cheesed off to be running. <laughs> <laughs> when I on it, well, it's since not, I've been since not, I've been wearing the Walkman, it's I just not smile. An enjoyable pastime for me. But also, I feel like you. Yeah, but no, you slightly the... ruined running for me. Oh, I just, love that. You're just on about it all the time, and like you're always trying to get me to run, and it's like you don't accept that. People like different things. Loads of people like running. It's awesome. Yeah. So healthy. But it's but like I what we like tell the kids. Swimming. Fine. But it's like what we tell the kids. Um, not everything you shove in your mouth at dinner time has to taste like amazing and be like and blow your mind. Not Same with I'm cooking it. <laughs> <laughs> Same with exercise, Emma. Same with exercise. No, that's why I do the gym stuff. Some, it's meant to be like well, this is back to Mr. T. Not everything is meant to be easy. I know, that's why I do my gym stuff. <laughs> now, Benj, I can hear our fax machine. We have had a question. Read it out. It's from Georgia, fan of the show. She says, I've binged your podcast after I remembered I followed your old Instagram account. That's my personal account. Um, I searched you up again and have just consumed all your content in very quick succession. Your episodes with Ben are so much fun, not this one, and very realistic. I listen to you guys when I'm, dri- <laughs> <laughs> when I'm driving and I must look crazy because I just laugh away to myself. I have a question about play. I feel like I may have helicoptered my child who is now three and she will not play by herself. I know Mm. I have done this to myself. How can I help her become more independent in her play and also stop the guilt of feeling like every spare moment I have should be playing with her because I work? Any tips? Much appreciated. Hoping your inbox isn't as dusty these days from Georgia. It's a lovely question and it's... That is firmly on your side of the court. No, I think you've got a lot to say about this. Well, the first thing I would say is I sort of like reframe how you think about it. I think hel- the word helicoptering has become a little bit loaded. It's almost like a shaming term now. You are so anti-shaming. Really anti-shaming. I mean, that's, that sounds like a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shaming's you- awful. Yeah. And we shouldn't shame ourselves. So I think, you know, it's you know, shame on you. Sort of helicoptering, you know, that idea of, you know, sort of following your kid around and maybe sort of hovering over them um, excessively comes from a place of good intention. It comes from love and it comes from um, wanting them to be safe and wanting to 
be there and support them it comes from it doesn't come from anywhere negative so i think first job to be done georgia is to sort of reframe how you think about that time not like you've created some sort of you know big issue to fix but more like you know you were there you were attentive you were around you were doing what you thought was right and very young children you know they do want people around them and they do need to have that sense of attachment so it's not it's not all um it's not all bad don't sort of tarnish your memories of that time by this sort of negative word helicoptering I think the next thing to say is uh, this child is three so this is actually a really great time to just loosey-goosey on the reins and switch up your um approach and style to stop a little bit of that hovering you know age three kids can start to play more independently they start to become more social whereas before that it's more just sort of like side by side kind of parallel play so I would say it's a great time it's a new year just think about how you want to be um around your child and how that is different to what it is now and then think about the small steps that will get you closer to there and with sort of allowing your child to be more independent and take more risks think about maybe it's a place or a thing like maybe it's a ladder at the play park or I don't know a balance beam or doing a puzzle something where you find it really hard to step back and keep going to that place and doing that thing and just you know be there and then take another step back let your hand go all that sort of stuff and have the conversations with your child you can do this start replacing some of those natural phrases like be careful it's dangerous it's not safe start replacing those with things more like you know do you feel confident do you feel safe you know you can do this I believe in you start to just change up the language a little bit and just ease off the reins that was a hell of a monologue my goodness you're like a James Bond villain but giving Emma, out giving out play advice Emma's monologues my goodness I mean, that should be your job sort of is i can't add anything to that apart the from guilt. you could probably reflect on the guilt of feeling like what you need guilt to... i got no guilt <laughs> well sometimes you feel like you need to be playing with the kids all the time i want to <laughs> no i would say <laughs> no i would say follow your gut on stuff like that like yesterday for example you picked up scout from school and when he came back i was well up for like having a play and getting involved and I wouldn't just sort of think, oh, I shouldn't be doing that. He needs to learn how to... Because it's like, well, no, I want to play. There's obviously occasions where I find like, okay, I've got to cook dinner. You're not about and, you know, he's he wants attention. But, uh, you, I mean, you are right. Like, eventually, he will just start pottering off. And before you know it, he is in self-play. mm but it's one of those things, like, if they, if he sees you, yeah. then that instantly changes. Yeah. So you you almost can't even check on them. You just mm. have to listen and make sure that they're okay. Mm. And then just very much just, like, leave them to it. Yeah. My favorite tools for teaching kids to play more independently is a cup of tea and a book. So you can play with them because they want your presence, especially if they're used to having you there. And once they're in flow and they're off, just read your book. Oh, oh God, yeah, you and your books, okay. <laughs> and also, like, praise it as well, um, because 
it is actually quite hard. It is a skill for kids to play by themselves and have quite low expectations on the time period um, because it will be really small to start off with. I mean, we're talking like minutes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, tell them like, wow, you played there, you know, all by yourself. You built that thing. And, you but know, their age does help. dictate this <clears throat> stuff as well, doesn't it? As soon as you start getting to like three and four, they will organically start playing like their own stuff, I think. Yeah, yeah, they do. But if, but like what George is saying, if you are constantly like hovering over them, they don't so much actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, independent play, it is a skill. It does take time. It's very different. All kids are quite different. Some kids just do it naturally. Um, like uh, um, children that have no siblings, for example, often really good at independent play because it's quite yeah um it's like their experience but it does need space and it's it's about you know especially as the kids get older as well it's about having a ability to get yourself out of boredom that's sort of what independent play is and obviously we live in a world where there's a lot of distractions and there's a lot of instant gratification um and that might be people that might be screens um, not for me there ain't because i'm going back in time not for you no um and i think it's yeah, it's just, it's building in space into your routine wherever possible for it to allow it to to flow because it can take a bit of time to get into it. Well, yeah, I still like playing with the older ones too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Parent-child play is a... Because is so they don't remember the young stuff, No, do they, they don't. That's no. why you should never feel guilty about it. Yeah, that, well, I was going to say, I really resonate with the guilt point, um... Because I used to feel like that a lot because I worked a lot, didn't I, when um, Phoenix and Indy were younger. But now I have the perspective of this is the time that they remember. <laughs> um, mm. And, you know, I feel like your sort of presence in those early years is needed for like consistency, security and comfort. Like you're not there to be an entertainer um, and you don't need to be. Like that's what children are really looking for at that age, for you to just be consistent and present. So I sort of stopped all the guilt stuff because it was ruining my experience of motherhood. And that's what happens with the guilt. It gets in the way of your own enjoyment. Like I truly believe that you know, your motherhood and your fatherhood is something for you to enjoy, not just that the childhood that the child is having is enjoyable. Um, and I think when you feel that guilt, it just gets in the way of that. Um, so I think it's about knowing, which I'm sure um, Georgia does, is knowing that she has that consistency, like it's enough, like good enough parenting is, you know, what we're all shooting for, um, not being like, perfectionists or you know hardcore <laughs> entertainers so it's the consistency and the presence that that count above you know hours and hours and hours of playing with them all day yeah speaking of motherhood you went to pick up scout the other day from nursery and your ovaries fell all over the floor oh god it's... you came back and you said i could have another one you put a bunch you of said singing christmas carols in front of me and... pregnant oh honestly wow it, it just it kills me it set you off Go straight to the ovaries. Could you have another one? Could you be pregnant again? No. For nine months? No. Really? As Shakira said, Ben, the hips don't lie. I was going to say, she said loads of stuff. Mine what? are creaking. Are they? Mm. Now, I feel like physically... No, your hips are like separated and they'll never go back together. So they're perfect for more true. babies. <laughs> That's true. No, I feel physically... No. Drained? Yeah. 
physically and mentally drained. No, I couldn't do another. I'm too old now. And I'm not saying that because I'm like making a judgment on anyone having a baby at this age, just having had three already, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm I'm ready to move on to non-pregnant years. I don't know with me. I'm not sure. Either way. (laughs) Oh, well, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I don't know. Yes and no. Right. Blimey. Yes and no, I suppose. I think it's the, um, yeah, financial as well. Yeah. Because I really aspire to, you know, traveling a lot as a family, um, especially as the kids get older and doing like more and more adventurous stuff. And the reality is it's it's like astronomical. I think so four is a you. good number. Um, four kids. Mm-hmm. Mm, I do too. I think for like, I, I, I'm more talking about, hmm, they're like insurance bonds or something. It's like for later life the idea of having lots of them a gaggle a gaggle mm. is really cool mm. i'm really chuffed that we snuck scout out i know i feel and, and became yeah. a three because we were so undecided i need a busy house back to home alone i've always said that that's what i want our fam you know a busy household yeah i love a busy stuff house. going on i i love that i, I want life emma yeah, i sort of give me more life i want more poppins i wish what people popped that? in pop in i wish people popped in oh oh you mean knocks at the door yeah well that's just a logistic thing some some people have that in that's the only thing areas that's the only thing i'm thinking about yeah if the door if someone rings the doorbell you're like who the hell is that yeah <laughs> Or it's like oh, what it's you Am- ordered. Or it's like it's Amazon. Who's ordering something? It's not. It's not just like a mate or someone asking no, the kids to play because no. we don't live. Everything has to be booked bloody three months in advance these days. Very much so, Emma. Yeah, I hate that spontaneity. This is not a spontaneous world anymore. Is if, it not, Emma? No. If you're not a planner and you're not organised, you are done for. Right. I was trying to like go to these Christmas lights. Everyone's like, oh, we won't get a ticket now. Oh god! And like everything... the Christmas shopping slot, people get it in October, Ben. Okay, so everything like carving is carving their pumpkin and signing up to get their supermarket shop. Everything is a subscription service, yeah, or it's, it's booked. like booked. Yeah. Everything is booked. Everything is booked. Yeah, can't even get a parents' evening slot. I've always got the last one, I'm just like there at half eight at night. Like, hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm not convinced that. Yeah, I'm not convinced. These are good times. No, I think these are very difficult times right now. Um, in many ways, harder than when we were actually in the midst of the pandemic. Because although obviously there was awful stuff happening, there was a sense of being in it together and a sort of camaraderie. Everyone was sort of doing the same thing on the whole. And now it's just like everyone's sort of shot out into this post-pandemic world and the experience is immensely different for everyone. So you do think it was a, like a line, there's a before and after? Yeah, I do, yeah. And I think we're in this time period where we're sort of reimagining everything, like everything's been thrown up into the air, like work, education, relationships, and it's just all sort of like floating back down. And that, you know some good things have come of that and some really not so good things have come of that yeah there was a lot of like at the beginning of the pandemic when people's natural response was to put a positive spin on it sort Mm. of saying well it might be actually be a good thing to give capitalism a little rest Mm -hmm. and uh you know kind of 
think about what you value and yeah i th- maybe you could argue that we thought the post covid was going to be slightly different yeah whereas actually i think it's, <laughs> I think it's more worse. more of the same but, yeah. but worse because mm. i think the enlightenment kind of because the mm. pandemic went on for so damn long mm. that sentiment of going to change our ways and it kind yeah. of disappeared well i think the f- and actually there was a desperation to get back to the way things were yeah. like consuming and i think there's a friction point between a sort of a, um, perhaps a um i don't know if awakening is the right word but a sort of a reimagining of the people but a an unchanging of structures so you have this tension where people are like I don't want to go back to this or I don't want to work in my office all the time or I don't want kids to go to school and learn all this stuff that now I've seen it Mm -hmm. in my house I don't think it's that relevant but structures haven't changed so you have this like frustration that like we had this opportunity to reimagine to do things differently but those changes are actually really huge and as we know it's takes ages for stuff to change but you know there is a you know they're trying out the four-day week aren't we in the uk at the moment so that'd be interesting to see i think i read something that flexible working is now something that you all industries you can apply for um oh sorry the old phone's going there that's your mum that's granny that's granny it's granny grump (laughs) she always rings when we're doing this um yeah so it's a strange time it's a strange time but it is Christmas time, Emma. It's Christmas time. And I am pumped. Now, is this the, this isn't the last podcast before no, the I, new year, is I it? We've got we loads do, more in us. I thought we'd do one more. We'd do a sort of a mince pie and wine. So we'll do, we'll do. It an, is an audio medium. We'll do an evening. Just so you know. Oh no, people can join us for a bevy. Who? What do you mean, live on the pod? No, our lovely listeners, when they listen. Oh yeah. But me and you will have a, we'll do an evening recording. The right. mince pie and wine. Yeah. And we will look lovingly into one another's eyes and record a whole episode without pointing each pointing out each other's flaws. Okay. I think that's the good thing about me and you, Ems. We know each other's flaws and we we just live, keep we, <laughs> trying to change them. <laughs> and we just live with them. <laughs> I'm trying to laugh a little bit less because I listen back to the episodes and I think my laugh is like muttly. No, it is. It very, yes, it is. Right, Ems, uh, um, well, you wouldn't know anything about this, but I have to go and pick up our children from school. Oh, do you want to aggressively ring a bell to announce that? No, I'm just saying, you know, you have no concept right, of time. Right, well, let's say thank you to our lovely listeners. Thank you. Um, thanks, Georgia, for the question. You can send a question anytime send us some for our mince pie evening. send me a question oh don't send me one no you've done that one and now i should do one you send, monologued send ben questions yeah he loves questions he is a man that just aspires to be a father christmas in a garden center it's hello at people who play.com you feel so good about yourself that you remembered that I, honestly i haven't concentrated that much <laughs> all week <laughs> right see you next time people Bye.